The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com. Welcome to the Comic Book Rundown. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Comic Book Rundown. I'm your host, Joe, and with me today is my co-host, Ron. Hey, everybody. How you doing? I'm tired. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a hell of a week. Uh, and the weekend, apparently, from everybody. Yeah, no kidding. This was our most, I don't want to say mundane, but like most, um, boring's not the right word either. Uh, anticlimactic, Maybe, perhaps? yeah. Session of D and D. Yeah, everybody was just kind of. Well, like here. I know, so, so. Uh, Sarah was hungover. Yep. Charity was uh, sore, sore and hungover. And hung, or was she hungover too? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Emily and I were just tired, um, and then she even said that her social battery oh, just like drained because yeah. we went and saw. Um, we went to the cat cafe. Oh, that's right. Um, with a couple friends before that, and was just there the entire time and i'm just tired because i got like three hours of sleep and am getting over being sick uh and then you were what's your excuse just being tired oh, did i didn't get any sleep last night yeah oh that's right yeah, you were tired too <laughs> so it was just yeah it was very very anticlimactic we didn't do much did you I mean, that's so here's a question did you mean to have it be a pets episode or were you gonna so be like i've been trying to think of a way to get your pets back with you guys okay without like having to do too much to get them back and I was hoping that you guys were just going to kill the kobolds and then follow the other kobolds. And that was how you guys were going to end up going through the Dwarven Tunnel. Okay. And then, like, uh, you know, the reason why they were, like, Paul Prince and stuff was because you guys were going to be, like, getting into, like, fights, you know. And, gotcha. Like, you know. But I just assumed that you was like, hey, well, this is a good time to just do something less harrowing. It worked we're out. All, we're I mean, all kind of blah. It worked out. Okay. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, so, that being said, we are back with some more Six Gun. We're on the uh, fifth volume. Yeah, fifth volume. Yeah. The Winter Wolves. Is yeah, because this, uh, this is, I've got the big, big one, so uh, I have to remember that this said. is the, this collects volume five and six, and it's not volume three, even though this version is volume three. Oh, no, that's anyway. volume three. This is book five. Okay, there we go. Whatever. But this six gun, it is written by Colin Bunn, illustrated by Brian Hurt, colors by Bill Crabtree, uh, and letters by Douglas E. Sherwood and Ed Bryson. And we start out here with, uh, we're at the Sword of Abraham. Brother Robert. Yep. And he is just... A fucking douche nozzle. I don't care. Well... Like, I get that he's, like, got this, you know, like, oh, I've been in the... Brothers of Swords of Abraham for all of my life, and so was my father and his father yep. before him. And I don't know how I'm going to die, but uh, I hope it is, you know, upholding the. And it's like, yeah, good for you, dude, but you go about it in such a dickish way. 
Well, considering the last time we saw him, he was threatening Becky, basically saying, "Hey, you can't leave. Like you're free, yeah, but, but you're you not. can't leave here. Yeah, especially so, with the gun. Like you can you can leave the gun with us, but you know you can't leave with the gun. And then it was great because um, Bill John, Golem Bill John, just like destroyed all of the guards, and Becky's just like, "Yeah, fuck off, Robert." Or Roberto. I, Roberto, yeah. I've decided I'm leaving. Yeah. Speaking of Roberto, though, like, he gets, I'm not going to say woken up, but, like, because he's in no, his he's room. he's not sleeping. He's like, in his he's... room not sleeping. He's writing some memoirs or something. But one of the other um, monks, priests, I don't know, comes banging on his door and is like, Brother Roberto, like, General Hume is, is he's awake, and Roberto's like, what are you talking about? It's impossible. He's already dead. You know, oh, yeah. you're full of shit. And he's, he's like, well, like, well everybody's the, had the dream. Yep, everybody's been dreaming. And as he looks out his door, there are literally anybody and everybody is grabbing their gun, running toward General Grab Hume. Grab your torch and pitchfork. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, and he, Roberto is like, all right, well, uh, no one goes into the room until I get there. And so when he gets down there, Everybody we, piles into this fucking room. Cause. Basically. Well, I mean, yes, you, your chances of survival one-on-one are zero with General Hume. I don't know what you're talking about. I could kick his ass in one shot. I mean, he's been shot numerous times and came back. Uh-huh. That's the whole point. Yeah. What's... Oh, you shoot him into the sun. Then this there's is, nothing to come back to. Okay, how are they going to get... A machine in this old a, a west machine. time. No, you've got the guns. Okay, so you've got the explosion gun, right? Okay. Technically, so, they had they these guys, the Swords of Abraham, do not have the guns. No, no, no. I said what I would do. Okay. So look, hear me out. Right? Okay, I'm, I'm listening. Four solid shots. Right, the first shot sends him up in the air. All right. The three shots after that send him through the atmosphere and towards the sun. Which gun grab, are you using? Uh, the explosion one. Okay. Which one? Is that like the third uh, one? Fourth one? Second one. Wait. Maybe there's a third one. I don't know. The bad thing is that they tell us what gun does what every single time. Yep. And, and I, I don't boy, remember. The fourth the, gun is the one that brings back the people that have been shot with it. Okay. And the fifth and the, one is regeneration. Yep. And the sixth one which is the... Missy uh, Hume has. Yeah. Sixth gun is what Becky has. That yep. could kind of foresee the future. Yep. Sort of. The first so like, gun is... Uh, What's the fires of perdition? Is that the second gun? That yes, that's the fires. The second gun, the first gun's the explosion gun. Second gun is the perdition. Third gun is the plague. Um, yeah. Okay. The, look, we worked it out. Yeah. See, we're super fucking geniuses. Okay. So, but anyways. Okay. Yeah. So okay. So you shoot them up in the air. Yeah. Four times. So you, and that fourth shot will blast him through our atmosphere, out into space. Uh huh. Okay. But his trajectory, because, you know, if, if as long as nothing fucks with you in space, you just keep going forever. Yeah. So And because everything him, revolves around the sun. Exactly. It'll pull him close enough to the sun to where eventually the sun's gravitational pull will pull him into the sun, in which case there will be nothing left for him to come back to. Because hmm. in case you haven't noticed, they never destroy his body. Well, no, because they haven't been able to. Exactly. They've, they've tried. How's it going to come back from the sun? Yeah, well... I don't know because how does this all happen? He um... also this really threw me off because when they were like, "Yeah, we know your wife's coming for you or whatever," she's never going to find you, and he's like, "No, not my wife, my mother." And I'm like, "Wait, that chick's been his mom this whole time? That's fucking gross." <laughs> no. And then yeah, I mean yeah, later on we find out no, that's not right. But 
originally I thought he was talking about Missy Hume being, and I'm like, yeah, like, oh, that's so fucking southern of them. But <laughs> yes, yes, it is. But yeah, ultimately, uh, Hume is bur- busting out of the coffin, even though he is chained up. He's on holy ground. He's basically telling Roberto, "I was like, this doesn't mean shit to me, my dude. Like, my my mom is gonna come and get the gun because I'm a whiny little brat. My mommy said that I get to do it. Yeah, and it's like you should have you should have took the gun from her, and you wouldn't have kept it safe. You you would have just fooled yourself. But uh, yeah, like you're fucked, man. Uh, and then he bursts into flames." Yeah, I don't know what the hell is going this on. This is the there. last time we see Hume this this volume. Ah, gotcha. Uh, I know we see him in the next volume because I have thumbed through, or the next book, because I have thumbed through this volume and seen him in there. There's some weird things going on there, so I don't want to say too much. He's, he's just like, pardon me while I burst into flames. But yeah, he is on holy ground. and Maybe that was the problem. Maybe he was exposed too much to the holiness. And it as, I mean, maybe that's possible too. fire. Because we see later on with that holy staff thing that... Uh, oh, with uh, Asher Cobb, uh, yeah. But anywho, uh, who, of course, uh, this, which one of our characters here now is uh, looking on to the this is, uh, Brothers of the Sword of whatever uh, we've got? This uh, is Gord. Yeah. We haven't seen him in a bit. we got Gord watching the sword. Actually... We, uh, he was in last volume. No, he wasn't. Yeah, last uh, trade. That was the one before that. Where yeah, he found the uh, books about uh, the the, the, the six. Yeah, and his he can see the ghosts of his family. Yeah. Um, well, he can raise ghosts. That's what it is. Raise ghosts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anywho, he is uh, using some uh, uh, birds to snoop on. Uh, and it's funny because um, I <laughs> seeing all the birds just made me think of Once in the Future. Uh huh. And I'm like, are they going to do the same thing here? That would have been great. That would have been funny. But ultimately, he's talking to the birds, and they were spying on the Swords of Abraham for him. Uh, and he's it's just okay. trying to figure out where his friends were at. Yep. Because he knew that Becky had been taken by the swords. Yes. He didn't know anything about uh, Drake. He thinks Drake's still there, but he didn't know that Drake died and was he, taken by the um, the uh, other guys. Solomon. Uh, Knights of Solomon. Yeah. So with yeah with Jessup that guy, Jessup. um, yeah. So he's like, all right, cool. Well, guess I'm going to uh on the road again. But yeah, uh, and he there's somebody in the shadows looking on at him. I always feel like somebody's watching me. Anyways, back to Becky <laughs> and Drake, and they are just making their way to Fort Treadwell. Um, there is some people there that. Drake wants to get in contact with. He's trying to formulate a plan. He doesn't tell Becky what the plan is, um, but he knows that there's people there that could uh, could help him when they do take the fight to, to Missy, yeah. to Mrs. Hume. So as they're walking, though, it starts to get cold, and they see... Unnaturally cold, one might say. Yeah. Um, they see, if you remember, if you guys remember listening to, I think it was our second volume our second uh, uh coverage of this which was so long ago so long. i would look at the book but i had to bring the book with me so i don't remember minor upstairs or i'd uh you know offer to uh <laughs> oh no like what what episodes they were oh that i have book. those written down and, yeah gotcha. um but this is a uh, uh kofu and he was the oh you know what 
You want to run and go get those real quick while I keep talking? Yeah. Because I, I have, I, again, I probably should have looked through the book again, but I got <laughs> I got a thought going through my head. Uh-oh. Shit, Joey's got a thought yeah. going through his head. <laughs> 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 so, Drake sees Kofu, and he realizes I'm, he is like the, the gatekeeper of the crossroads. And he is definitely not one to be, um, to, to be messed with. So Drake just goes on, but in the process of this, by him just walking past Kofu and not acknowledging him, they end up in a trap of sorts. Actually, no, it is, it is actually just a trap. Uh, and now they're stuck in this, in this world between worlds, if you will. Uh, and the world between worlds is all nothing but snow. And they get chased down by these wolves. Drake does, uh, Drake does get off, uh, of his horse and starts attacking these wolves as he tells Becky to go run on, um, and yeah, so you want to take over from here while I look some. some yeah, you remember which one it was, one or two, or I. Well, I think it's the second one. There's one, and there's two. Okay. So the thing I need to look at that. Drake starts fighting the wolves, which dude, this wolf down here at the bottom in the, like the single pane screen is so cute. That one. It's yeah. adorable. But it's also adedible. So. Uh, <laughs> Very chewable. Here we go. Uh, the second gun spreads the uh, flames of perdition. Yep. The third gun spreads flesh and rotting disease. Fourth one summons the spirits. And then we get this big ass wolf that comes in and uh, shoots him with ice breath. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, that's what it is. Like, look at it. It's, well, it's. Yes, but it's also kind of like a, a soul, not soul sucking, but no, I guess that one is, I'm mixing it from later. Yes, he, he he's freezing him. But anyway, so Drake's like, yeah, fuck this shit, I'm out. So he starts running away, gets to town, looking for Becky, and he's like, you know, is everyone gone? She's like, no, they're, they're not gone, they're right here and frozen. Mm-hmm. And that's where uh, the first issue ends. It starts right back out um, with, uh, you know, them in the town with all these frozen people. And um, Drake has the, um, um, fuck, I forgot his name. Uh, Their friend that died. um, Bill John. Bill John. Bill John and the other people that have been shot with the fourth gun um, are standing guard outside. Yep. Uh, While they're trying, and I say trying because... They're having a hard time staying warm. Like Drake, uh, because he got hit with the uh, ice breath, his hand is actually like freezing. And no matter how uh, dry or warm or close to the fire he keeps it, it just keeps getting well, colder. The other thing is, is, they also don't know how long they've been here. That's true. Because they're, they're, uh, their food rations are almost, almost gone. gone. And they had plenty of rations. And, uh, um,. But he's like, you know, well, you know, eventually we're going to have to, uh, he's like, I think I, I, I think I know what this is or no, wait, I'm sorry. Um, before that happens, he's like, you know, I'm, I'm, he's like, 
I can't imagine that if I had rebuilt the world, I would have, you know, done this in this way because uh, he's like, why would I want myself to suffer, you know? If I'd rebuilt the world, and they're they're basically talking about him and the mural that yeah, was in the first the, time, uh, um, uh, uh, Knights of Solomon's um, little fortress thing or whatever yep. they had. And uh, while that's going on, um, we go back to um, Gord, and uh, Gord is. Uh, Talking to uh, none other than um, the guy that I don't remember his name right now while I'm looking Kirby. at him. There we go. Thanks. Uh, Kirby, Kirby Hale. Who's, who's the uh, uh, douchey dude that... He's, you know, he's the thief that, that boned Becky and just kind of was trying to take the guns. Yeah. Yep. Um, also, the thing I was looking for was not in there. Um, so, yeah. Maybe don't, it's don't worry later. About it. Well, again, I've been thumbing through these yeah. from time to time, so I probably saw something later that confused me. Uh, well, that's hint for the end of the episode. But yeah, so Kirby is talking to Gord, and it's basically a matter of, look, I don't like you. We aren't necessarily looking for the same end results, but we are looking for the same start to those yeah. end results. Like, we both are looking for Becky and Drake. Yep. We, have to, we have to find them. He's like, you want to steal their guns? I want to destroy their guns. Yep. I mean, obviously, we're not the same person. We're not on the same page, but we can still be on the same track. One thing I didn't realize before was uh, they both had their guns drawn on, uh-huh. under the table. <laughs> but they do uh, put it away, put their guns away. Well, you see uh, Kirby put his gun away. We never actually see... Uh... True. That's a good point. But then Kirby even mentions, like, hey, I thought those guys over my shoulder, I thought they were with you. Because they've been staring at us this entire time. But now that I know that they're what you want, I don't think they're with you. So we should probably bounce. Yep. And so they're, they're leaving, and the guys try to stop them. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's the same guys or if it's a couple different ones. It Either looks way, like the same guys because... Uh, possibly. Oh, actually, maybe not. Possibly, but the thing is, it's the Sword of Abraham. And they've got plenty of men. That's true. Uh, what we know about... Swords is uh, the swords of Abraham is they like their men. Yep. Wait a second. Yeah. Well, you're not. But they're like, yeah. What do you guys think you're gonna do? Get away from us all alone? And uh, uh, Gord's, Gord's like, like, whoever said we were alone? Uh huh. And then he's like, we brought a Hulk. No, <laughs> we brought mummy. Yeah. Uh and yeah, and Asher Cobb. Mummy the ever living shows up. I mean, Asher Cobb <laughs> shows up. And it's I mean, we haven't seen Asher Cobb in a bit. Last time we saw him, he got thrown off of a train. Yeah, I and, mean, he deserved that, sort of, but... I mean, well, kind of. So, yeah. Either way, you know, he is there. He apparently... He was the one that was in the shadows Gord with earlier. Gord. And because of the legend of Ashokab and who he is, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, Gord knows who he is. He knows that he's a fortune teller. And while he's not giving... The full fortune, he knows that, and this will be touched on later, the three of them need to work together to for any of them to meet their own ends. Yep. And uh, while that's going on, uh, the brothers are, or the swords are coming back with uh, holy weapons. Yeah. And uh, Asher's like, dude, we need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, they these got, things could actually hurt me. Yeah, they're going to have shit that could actually do something to me, so uh, if we could just, like, you know, not talk about this right now, <laughs> that'd be great. 
Yep. Yep. And then after they get to relative safety, and I'm going to say relative because obviously we know they're still getting chased by the uh, swords. Um, Kirby's like, well, it was a uh, nice talk to you <laughs> fellas, but I'm going to be on my way. And Asher Cobb explains to him very kindly that uh, he's not going to be on his way, in fact, and he's going to come with them. I like, like he's got, Asher's got Kirby by the neck and Gore's just like, or oh, maybe you should just come with us. Yeah, yeah, sure, okay, sure, sure. Whatever you say. <laughs> Um, and then they're like, don't worry, you know, uh, Cobb's going to bring us around the horses uh, for the wagon. And he's like, the wagon? And it's the fucking uh, Professor Professor Mesmer's cure-all. Uh, it's the wagon basically from the show that Asher yeah, Cobb Yeah, it's Asher, Asher Cobb's um, circus wagon, basically. And he's like, and he's like, well, <laughs> I guess that's the way to travel inconspicuously. Um, let's see here. So back with um, Becky and Drake, and Drake's just explaining. He's like, you know, I I saw the signs way too late, and now we're stuck in this trap. Um, you know, I was, I was warned that I shouldn't be doing this, but you know, it's just. But it's me, and I do what I want. Yeah. Um, then they hear uh, something outside, and Becky's like, "Oh, the storm's picking up again," and. Uh, um, Drake's like, uh, that's actually not a storm. I know what that is. Well, I mean, yeah, he also, before that, him and Becky are talking, and he's like, I don't know, um, because Becky's trying to bring up the image, and Drake's like, I don't know what all that means. Like, I, part of me wishes I could do something that I could change, use the guns to change the world. Um, but that's when Becky's like, you sound like my, my pa. Um, you know, he said he wished he could change the way things were. Uh, I suspected any, almost every father wishes he could improve the world for his children. All the time we've ridden together, I've never heard you talk about your father. He just kind of gives her a dead look. I sort don't of. have a father. I'd be, I don't know. I mean, obviously he doesn't talk about a father, but considering what this story has been and, and the players that have been popping up, I would not be surprised one bit if we see his father toward the end of the book. Or if the his series. father's Hume. Ooh. Ooh, I didn't think about that one. Hmm. Okay. But yes. It would explain why he's uh, so durable. (laughs) Well? And why he uh, seems to have this connection to the guns. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Again, didn't think about that. You heard it here first, folks, if you haven't ever read the books. (laughs) (laughs) How long have you been out? Huh? Uh, 2000 and some. Oh, I didn't say that. It's like 2012, something like that. You're right. Now we we get the scream. Uh, we get the giant wolf attacking Which, the right city. Right here, it looks like a cat inside of like a, a tiny little like. It definitely looked like it shrunk. Yeah. Because the first picture looks huge, and then yeah, it looks like it's just a cat stuck in a circle. Yeah. But ultimately, it's destroying the house that well, all of the places where the uh, the place where they could stay warm. Yep. Any chance they had of staying warm. And so they, Becky and, and Drake, go crawling out as the wolf starts to uh, follow. And Drake, of course, calls forward his army of, of souls. But the wolf sucks them up. And now uh, then they start getting attacked by regular wolves. With Bill John, the only one, only snow golem that is uh, still around. And Drake... Goes up against the wolf itself, the giant giant white wolf itself, 
And then he figures out exactly what is going on. It's weird that the bullets can't hit this thing because uh, it's incorporeal. Uh-huh. And Becky's like, what the hell was that? Like, I haven't seen anything like that since the Thunderbird. That was all the way back in the first book. Yeah. Um, and he's like, yeah, that's not... Uh, it's sort of related, but I know what it is now. The Cold Dancer, Ice, ice Breather, He Who Strikes the Storm, Wendigo. You're not supposed to say that. Oopsie. <laughs> uh, it's definitely not the Wendigo I know. No. But, uh... You mean the uh, cool. dude from uh, Marvel Comics? No. Just like... <laughs> In lore, That's when to go? Fair, yeah, um, yeah. So, so you don't but, mean the guy from Marvel Comics? I don't mean the guy. That from he's Marvel. like part of the Canadian, uh, yeah, works with Wolverine. Um, called? Alpha Flight. There we go. Yeah. Alpha Flight. Yeah, I knew that. I was uh-huh. testing you. Good job. Okay. Uh, yeah, and Drake's like, yeah, I, uh, I know, I know what it is, and I know how to kill it. it may or may not have dealt with one of these before. And then we get the story of him dealing with one of them. Yeah, which was very interesting. Um, it threw me for a loop. Again, when I was summing through and I saw live Bill John, I'm like, yeah. oh, shit, they found a way to fix him? <laughs> nope. We no, they pulled didn't. the bullet out of his corpse, you see. <laughs> and then I we thought passed. he lost his head. Oh, that's right. Oh, no, because he, he would be... Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so we got Bill John, Drake, and Abigail. Um, and they are on the hunt for... This party, uh, I don't remember what, like, they did something. Well, okay, so, um, um, Sinclair and, uh, Bill John are there because... It was a bounty, okay. Yeah, there's a bounty on these guys, and then, uh, Abigail uh, has her own reasons for doing it that she hasn't actually brought up to the guys yet, and they're like, hey, as long as we're making money, you know, that's fine. Yeah. So they are set up to take these guys out. They haven't moved from what essentially is a husk of a house. Like it's just the uh, the the bare bones, there it's the go. chimney, think, and the uh, yep. like. All basically just the uh, structure, uh, stru- exactly. yeah, yeah, the, the um, stone structures yep. of it. But she, Abigail, Abby, however you want to call her, counts the bodies up. And she's like, well, no, well, before well before we get there, she couldn't get a good shot. So they got closer, and once they got there. They saw all it's of the guys really were beheaded. Hard. It's really hard to do a headshot when there are no heads yeah. left. Uh, but you're right. Like there was um, eight members of this this group, but there's only seven bodies. So, <laughs> as Drake and Abby are discussing it, Bill John's like, "Hey, so uh, I think I found the heads." Yeah, and he looks over there, and there is this deer with. The giant antlers and all the heads are skewed on the antlers, but they're talking. Hungry and cold, hungry, so cold, so cold, please. And uh, then one of them starts talking to Abigail. Uh huh. Look, all of them do. Look at you, pretty as a peach, all doe-eyed and trembling, the way we remember. It's so good to see you again. She's got some tears in her eyes. She is freaking out. Yeah, you know exactly what happened. Yeah. And why she wants all these guys dead. And then Becky's like, so so what happened after that? And Drake's like, well, we killed it. And that's it. That's all he, I'm he's telling He's like, you. I'm trying to reminisce here, and then you fucking ruin it by asking me what happened instead of just waiting. <laughs> so now well, no, because to... he was trying to lessen the story because he didn't want to. I, I, I don't think. I'm not saying he didn't want to remember. I think it was more of a he doesn't think 
part of me thinks he doesn't think she's ready to for all this stuff. I mean, that's fair. But at the same time, um, he's also probably probably trying to keep how it's done to himself. Uh huh. Yeah, because that's how he is. Yep, exactly. He's a secretive cunt. Because even this, when she says that, how are we going to kill this monster together if you don't tell me everything? And he's like, monster, like, see, girl, this, that just tells me that you don't know half as much as you think you do. Because if you did, you'd realize that things aren't, just aren't what things they Things just seen. ain't never what they seem. And then we go over to to, to Kirby, Gord, and uh, Asher, and they are, they're in the cart, they're, they're, Going through the woods, and they're they start getting chased by the sword of Abraham, led by Robert uh, Roberto. Uh, you know, fighting ensues, obviously. Um, Kirby's shooting them. Cord is uh, driving the cart, trying to get away. Asher is grabbing a bunch of potions and stuff, which is pretty cool because all it's doing is like throwing up these uh, like it's a smokescreen. Yeah, but I mean, it's effective. Oh uh, yeah, because it stops a couple of them like at first, uh, like three or four of them at first. But then the one guy who has got one of the ancient relics, it looks like a... It's a magic staff of goodness. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, it's starting to affect... Uh, Asher. Asher. Like it, I, I'm not saying it's sucking anything out of him. I think it's more of like um, hindering him or, or it, inca- incapacitating him, yeah. sort of. It, it's like... Um, it's almost like he's getting like... Uh, um, burnt maybe or something similar to something that. like it, it's keeping him from being effective yeah and uh so kirby uh falls out of the wagon gets scooped up by asher before he actually you know like gets too far away from the yeah. cart and uh you know asher's like uh got him yeah <laughs> yeah he he blows the staff apart which obviously asher is relieved from uh and then kirby just like kicks a, a, a chest full of all these potions just out and it ultimately stops the brothers from fi- from chasing after them. they are straight tripping yep Ugh. so back to back- well wait wait oh, okay. this is important so Gord's like alright is it y'all alive back? back there and uh, Kirby's like yeah and Asher's like no <laughs> <laughs> but he never was exactly that's why he's no uh-huh. Uh-huh. not that important anyway um, back to Drake and Becky, and they are tracking the uh, the wolf back to the uh, the Wendigo, if you will. Yeah. Uh, and they f- come across the this little cave, uh, and basically he's telling Becky, like you know, this is basically a hunger spirit, uh, a demon manifested only in desperate times, unkillable in its totem form, uh, and possessed of a hunger that could drive any man in- insane. And he also says, you know, the Wendigo has many shapes, but, you know, if you were to find the host... You can put it down just like any other... You know. Exactly. And we we have a flashback of the deer with the heads chasing after uh, Bill John, Drake, and Abby. And Abby and Drake come across the final member of the Morrow group that they were trying to kill. It's Jefferson Morrow. Uh-huh. It's and... old man Morrow. <laughs> And they're like, okay, well, Drake puts a bullet in his head and the Wendigo disappears. The important thing the is The Wendigo, though, which was chasing Bill John this whole time. Yeah. Um, but what is going on with, with Morrow is he is on his knees in the middle of this forest. He's got, you know, his dagger out with blood on it. And he's got 
his eyes are, are, are uh, fogged over. Fogged um, over. And he's got some like smoke coming out of his mouth. He is the host for the Wendigo right now. And so when Drake killed him, the Wendigo just sent back to wherever it. Yeah, had no more host. Yep. And this is basically what we are seeing in the present with Becky and, and Drake. And at this, Becky finally is kind of listening to Drake. Like she understood exactly what he was going to do. So, because one of the things was, when they got to the fort, they saw all the men frozen. But they didn't find any women or children. Uh-huh. So, when Drake is walking into the cave, all of the women and children are there as the hosts of the Wendigo. Which is wild when you think about it. <sighs> but I think they even said at one point, like, it, it comes out of desperation. Yeah. So, what came to the, to the fort... Uh, to Probably cause winter. them, you think so? I don't see. I don't think so. Considering, especially, it was the fort wasn't too far from where they were when they saw Kafu, and they saw Kafu because he was at a crossroads, and that That's is true. because they got too cro- close to the crossroads. They went into the other realm, which was all nothing but snow. I don't. I don't think winter was here, especially when. Spoiler for when they get out, it's still fall. Yeah, that's true. So I don't. I'm interested to know what caused the even the um the call for the wind to go but you know we'll never know i mean it didn't have to be that winter necessarily he said it'd been a while since he'd been down there true very true who knows you know those guys were just frozen solid just who yeah who knows how long it's been i say it wouldn't make sense you know for the fact that they were you know hungry and cold and Mm -hmm. and that seems to be what it was preying on the last time too so okay we go back to old uh, Kirby and Cobb. Gord, Kirby, and Cobb. Sounds like a uh, lawyer's office. <laughs> <laughs> Will it be uh, Cantrell, Hale, and Cobb? Cobb, yeah. Hale, Cantrell. Actually, yeah. that sounds like a band. <laughs> but they are spying on... It's Kirby and Cobb. They're spying on the Swords of Abraham. They... Uh, you know, they, they thought that they had cut them off uh, when from... Like, they knew they were following them. But and they, they were going to keep following them. that close to them. Yeah. So, now it's to the point of, uh, all right, well, I guess we uh, just keep an eye on them, but we got to keep going. Well, first Kirby's like, I could just pop a couple of them off right here. And Cobb's like, nah, we should probably let them follow us. Yeah. I think he even says... Uh, it's important that they follow us. Well, well, no, we find that out later, but let's see, sorts of surprise. Oh, because when when Cobb tells him no, don't do it, he uh, Kirby thinks that he's got still has a heart beating in his in his undead chest, and Asher's just like, nah, don't fool yourself, well, you says, I'd kill. Well, Kirby says it makes me trust you a little more with my life and all, <laughs> and that's when Cobb says, you know, don't fool yourself, I'd I'd kill you. Yep. Um, and then we do see, like, cause again, they're trying to get to the fort and this is when we start to figure out that they're on two different worlds mm-hmm. that, because we do see the fort still in perfect, pristine condition in the summer, fall, whatever. Uh, and then we see the fort all in winter busted up from the wolves and yeah. So we're, we're starting to see that things are not 
magic runs yeah. rampant around here. There's something different. Uh-huh. Um, so Becky uses the gun yep, to see the future, to see what's going to happen. And she sees that uh, she's like, oh, Drake did it. You got him freed. You know, she's like, but wait, Drake, Drake doesn't come out. Yep. And so we're back into the cave and Drake is actually having a conversation with the, the Wendigo spirits. And ultimately it's saying, I'm bre- I brought you guys here because I want to keep the guns here so that the world doesn't get rewritten by the evil in these guns. Yep. He's like, and I know that you can't, Yeah, I know that I knew that if I picked these people, you wouldn't kill them. And Drake's trying to posture. He's like, I, I've got no problem killing them. I just he's don't like, want I'm, them on my conscience. He's like, I'm about, I'm about to pop all these guys just so you'll shut up and quit talking. Yeah. But they they just keep chatting, and Drake kind of says, "Look, you let these people go, and then you let us go." Kind of kind of thing. He's he doesn't want he's just not leaving the guns with the Wendigo. Yeah, because he even says, "It's like it doesn't matter. Somebody at, will eventually come and get them." At some point, you can say you're all full of high and mighty piss and vinegar, but there's gonna be someone that's gonna show up mm. that is going to take the guns away from you. And I am not risking these guns, all these five guns, because he also wants Becky's gun mm-hmm. to be in one place for that to happen. And so, yeah, he the, the Wendigo's like, well, I guess we're at an impasse, huh? And then Drake's like, well, we could make one more deal. And so we get to the part with uh, Hale, Gord, and, and Asher. And the, we had mentioned this before, where... They all three have different uses for the guns. Um, Cobb Kirby, wants to see him used. Cobb, because... Cobb wants, and we saw that in the second or third book. Yeah, he wants his uh, his girlfriend back. Yeah, his, his love, the love of his life. He I can't wants... remember her name, but nope, it's fine. Uh, Gord wants to destroy them. What the fuck was her name? I mean, the books are right there. I just don't feel like looking. That's fair. It's so far away. So far. Uh, Gord is the second one. Gord wants to. Oh no, maybe it's that one. It's that one. Um, destroy them because he knows how they came to be, and he knows that they are terrible. And then Kirby wants to just sell them because you know he wants to make some scratch because that's just how he is. Um, he's basically a douchebag. Well, you know he's. He's a he's a thief. If he can make money off of it, he's gonna do what he can to make money off it. Like, plain and simple. So, I know you're about to say it. Ruth. There we go. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's it's just one of those things. They have to, and this is what we were saying before that all three of them have to work together. To get to their goal. Their goal being Becky and Drake. Drake. Yep. And this is when Gore's just saying, like, you know what? Asher or yeah, Asher Cobb's gift of sight, it's it's it can help us. He um you know, he, he saw that we all had to be here together, but he didn't really see past that. My knowledge of the six will help us know more about it. Obviously these books that I got is gonna help us, but I don't see your worth uh, in here, in this, in helping us at all, Kirby, and that's when Kirby's like, "Yeah, they're at. Uh, we gotta go to to uh, Dreadman's, Dreadman's Crossing. Crossing, yeah, and uh, that's where we should look first. And we know this because um, he, Missy told him. 
Well, no, he had the uh, the the map. Oh, that's right. Because uh, the hangman. Yeah, because Drake was a uh, dipshit and didn't. Uh... Well, I mean, not dipshit. Just Drake knew the value of of that and using those guys as leverage. Yeah. Um, but the problem is, is that the map got away from him. As things do. As things always do. And so, yeah, that is Kirby's addition to the party. He knew where to head. He knew how to, the first path they should check out. Which ultimately brings um, Gord to tell the tale of of Mason Dredmond and how he had this whole pioneering party. But he thought that some of them were... Uh, had a bunch of gold that they were keeping from him. So he had his men basically uh, ambush the party so that he can get all the gold, but he didn't do a, he didn't finish the job. There was somebody that was left over and she made a bargain. And so the ghost of the, the crossing came back to basically kill everybody. Destroy him. Yeah. Which is great because, you know, I mean, it's karma and all that shit. Yep. Speaking of karma, <laughs> so we're talking about Drake and how he's freezing. Uh, two of his fingers just fall off. Yep. And the gun falls with it. Yep. And then this is when uh, he's like, look, you're going to let him go. He's like, we're going to make a trade. And Drake's like, all right. He's like, here's the trade. He's like, you let them all go and uh, I'll be your host. Yep. So next time we see it, we see all of the people phasing back into reality. In the in real, the real world. world, where it's still you know springtime and yep, or summer, whatever the fuck it was, almost fall, I guess. Who knows? Uh, and then Drake comes climbing out, but it's not Drake; it is the Wendigo in Drake's body, and he is—he's scared of Becky. He mentioned that earlier to Drake, and he even said like, "You should be scared of her too." You know, if you if you saw her as I saw her, so now Drake is seeing her as the Wendigo sees her, and here she is. Gun in hand. Surrounded by all six symbols uh-huh. of the guns. And what does it say here? The Wendigo had defied Sinclair to see Becky the way it saw her. Now seeing through the eyes of the spirit, Drake saw the girl as both predator and prey. And while he hoped for one, he hungered for the other. And we are seeing like these bat creatures around her legs. With some tentacles. Tentacles flowing around there. Her. There's a couple of like, what's those um, creepy crawly legs. Oh, like uh, spider legs or something Sort of, like or I don't know. From... And then uh, there's Gord dead. Kirby, there's Kirby right beside them. Kirby, um, brother. Uh... See, no, I think that's Jessup. Oh, that might be. That's oh, Jessup. that could be Jessup. Yeah. And then, and then um, Miss Missy Hume. Hume, all dead at her feet. Yeah, it, so it's, uh, it's interesting, to Very say the least. Interesting. But uh, while this is going on, you know, Abby's running, or Abby, Jesus, um, no, Becky, dead. yeah, Becky is oh, running away good. from uh, Drake. Drake. Um, when did Drake? Yeah, Drake to go. <laughs> Drake to go. That was better. Um, uh, Cobb, uh, Gord, and the party Kirby. is running away yeah. from, from from the brothers of Abraham. Yeah, but, yeah, and then um, like just as uh, you know, Becky catches up, or um, Drake to go catches up with <laughs> Becky. Um, like, 
they're they're to the point where she's you know getting ready to put a bullet in she, him. She she gives some warning shots to try to get him to go away, but I mean, this thing is a powerful beast. Like, there's no reason for him to be afraid. Yeah. Like even because even if she kills Drake, like, all right, darn, like then all the guns are in his possession. So he it's yeah. a win win. Well, she this... she doesn't know where the guns are at. I guess that's true. Which I'll bring that up at the end. Because I got some questions on that one. Um, but uh, so, we go yeah. back to uh, the party and um, the Brotherhood of or the Swords of Abraham are tracking them. And uh, as they get closer, they see the wagon on fire. Yep. Across this bridge. Yep. Uh, it looks like it's got crashed up against a tree. And they're like, oh, good. Hopefully the Asher Cobb's dead and, you know, this and that and the other. Yeah, they, they, they really wanted to keep him alive. That was actually their their oh, initial goal. Kill Gordon Kirby, but keep Cobb because we can use his use prophecies. Yep. And then but if like, they well, can't, oh, darn. If, they, if we can't have him, I guess nobody can. Yep. So, And as they get closer, he uh, Cobb pops out from underneath the uh, flaming thing. And he's like, surprise, motherfuckers. <laughs> and then they're like, it's a trap. Yeah, he throws the wagon at the bridge and basically cuts off their. I would, I was gonna say the only way across, but we're gonna see that's not. No, there's a like a whole other crossing. Yeah, I don't like. Yeah. It's like a crossroad almost that you'd have to come up through to uh, get there. Basically, he he destroys this bridge, which was the easier path. Um, Becky and. Drake to go are, are fighting, of course, and Becky, like, takes the gun and pushes it against his face, burning him a little bit. Wow, it hurts. Yeah. And, yeah, this is Becky saying that, you know, you can't hide the guns forever um, and all this stuff. Drake, the entire time, is actually trying to fight, and he even at one point tells Becky to kill him. Like, I can't, I can't keep the the soul gone forever or the, the Wendigo um, away from my soul forever. But yeah, like apparently I back to the party, this part of the river is so basically they're like, up Hey, to the ankles. we, we got all the horses and they're like, yeah, but you're on the wrong side of the river. Yeah. Thanks. Oh. <laughs> thanks Brandon Frazier. <laughs> um, yeah. So I didn't understand this part. Like they're having a standoff with the swords of Abraham. They're on one side of the bank. Gord and and Kirby on this side, and Roberto's just like, "You guys are stupid. You're you're doing everything wrong. You're ungodly. Listen to my advice that came right out of this book that was written thousands of years ago <laughs> that has nothing to do. Oh, well, and, I mean, the entire time Gord was just trying to keep them um, distracted so that Asher can get behind them. But like, why the hell would? Because when Roberto shows up, he yells for Gord. Like you could just chase." after them across the river. Like, I don't understand why you stop. Maybe to he was give afraid there was time. another trap. Uh, maybe. Because they didn't know where Cobb was and they were trying to fish out where Cobb was. Like, what, Cobb run away? Is he too much of a chicken to stay here and fight? And uh, he's like, no, bitches. And he but he actually, but Cobb was the trap because, again, he got behind them, um, tossed a few of them around, and then went across the river for. Gord to then get uh, some bone and and corpse ash to call the dead. Yep, and he calls the dead of uh, Dreadman, uh, Dreadman's, Dreadman's Crossing. crossing. Um, Which, yeah. uh, 
they don't actually hurt the brothers. Again, they just keep I, them occupied. It's keeping them um, distracted, keeping them away from them as much as possible, away from the party. So I, I will say this, though. The annoying part is with... Um, the popping back and forth. Yeah, especially with the Drake and Becky stuff. Like, it, I get if it was in playing out in, like, a movie form. You do the scene. It's supposed to add suspense. And this would have been playing the way Child they're doing it. Yeah. It's fine. But, yeah, Drake is telling Becky, like, I can't control the wind to go. You got to kill me now. And Becky's about ready to do it. She's like, all right, Drake. You know, she got the gun to his head. Close your eyes. And then we're back to the party, and Gord is at the crossroads of the river talking to Ka- Oh, he calls out Kafu, and he basically says, hey, you know, I don't... Kafu's, like, calling him out. He's like, hey, why didn't you... Uh, you don't have any sacrifices or You're any... You're not offering um, me anything. Offerings. There yeah. we go. Where, where's my rum? Where's my uh, uh, eggs? Where's my goats and children? And he's like, well, you don't trust... Like, you don't... You think I don't have offerings for you? It's like, let's make a deal. It's like, I need my friends back. And Kafu's like, all right, flesh for flesh. And and Gord's like, hey, bet. Okay, cool. <laughs> I, I got you. Yeah. And this is when the Sword of Abraham comes running up. And they are the flesh. They're the sacrifice to get Becky and... And they and got a Drake really back. good deal. Uh, the Wendigo got a really good deal. Oh, yeah. about it. Uh, Kafu did. Kafu did. Because uh, that was like a six for two uh, split there, or an eight for two or something uh, let's see. like that. Plus two, a horse. Four, six, two horses. Oh. Six, six people and two horses. Damn. Are now stuck in the Wendigo's trap. That's a uh, that's a hell of a... That's a very good deal. But, I mean, the guns are tied to Drake and Becky, so is it really a good deal? <laughs> but this, one, this is what I want to ask you. So, they come back. It is now fall, I guess. Um, but they come back... Where Does guns? Drake still have the guns? So, that's a great question. Because we saw the one gun drop from his hand when his two yep. fingers fell off. And, and then he made the fingers. trade. Did he keep the gun? I'm, I mean, I'm sure he did. I'm sure by the next book, they'll Come all on. be on him. But we didn't see that happen, so I don't know. Maybe he had to go back to the cave. Like, maybe they were part of the deal because they're part of him. You know, like they're attached to him. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Because, yeah, when we go into the next book here, the final issue, we see Drake and Becky coming out of the woods. Uh, they they see the women and children from the fort going. Um, so they're going to leave them be because, like, they've already, they've already had to deal with enough. Uh, and then Gord and Asher and Kirby come up to Becky and, and Drake. And, yay, it's all parties all around. Becky is hugging Gord because, you know, they're friends. Yeah. She sees... Uh, Kirby is about uh, ready to knocks his fucking teeth out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she really does. Like, she fucking knocks him on his ass. Yep. Um, and then she's like, "Oh, hi." Uh, uh. I love how uh, Ash was like, "Yeah, you deserve that, fuck, punk, punk." And then Ash, you know, trying to uh, you know feel up on uh, old Drake <laughs> there. So from here, we get them, uh, Cobb and, and Drake talking about how. Uh, what they had to trade to get them back, and Cobb's like, "Yeah, you know, just the just a little bit of sacrifice. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm sure they'll be. I, I don't see them getting out anytime soon, but yeah, but they should, they should be okay too because you know they're supposed to be trained to deal with this shit, right? Supposed to. Um. Yeah. So we get uh, Becky and and Kirby talking. 
And Becky is, you know, she's she's pissed at Kirby. Like, she even said, like, I would have, like, I said that I was going to shoot you next time I saw you. And I just punched you. So, you should, that, you she's should like, feel that's lucky. That's as much forgiveness as you're going to get. Yeah. Um, but then he starts talking. He's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to do. I was hired to, uh, to steal the guns. I didn't concern myself with the damage I might do in the process. Um, but it really doesn't matter more because the, the uh, people I was supposed to steal it for, you know, they're gone. They're long gone now. But now I'm in a situation with a lot worse people. And he mentions Missy Hume, and that like sets Becky off. Like, what did you say? Like, you like she killed my dad. Like, you get the fuck out of here. Like, you would. It does. Like, you would definitely. You would have done that if they told you for money, wouldn't they? If you would, if they would give you the money for it. He's like, no, that's not what, uh, what, oh, okay. So she, uh, he leaves. And, and she... she uses the gun to find out where Missy Hume is. Yep. <clears throat> and so we find her in, I'm assuming it's her house. Not totally sure. Yeah, but it she's... is. Okay. It's their mansion or whatever, uh, where, like, they uh, kept, like, they were bringing her to slaves gotcha. and barns and stuff. Um, but she's talking to uh, Barlow. I don't know if you remember Barlow. He's the one that He's can... the necromancer, yep, right? Ra- yep, raises the dead. Um, about how we need some offerings for uh, the old woman. Like, we got to go visit her tonight. Um, <laughs> and Barlow, just be ready should she try to kill us. Because they don't say who the old woman is. Correct. Uh, but it's somebody who uh, is very powerful. And as they are talking, then Hume, Missy, sees the... Um, the image of Becky and she's like, Oh, Hey, so, uh, Miss Montecliffe, like, I'm glad you, uh, came a calling. That's fun. I mean, I see you're starting to get a little bit better with the gun and, and look and at you it. using all the tricks of my husband's gun. It's like, I'm almost proud of you. You know, she's like, but, uh, I know that using the pistol in such a way is terribly trying. Uh-huh. And, uh, she's like, well, did you come all this way to say nothing? And then she pulls the gun, and uh, the one dude's like, uh, yeah, "She's uh, going to shoot!" Like, now she can't do that. It's just a vision. And she then, can't hurt us. Anyways, so she starts blasting, literally, and starts blowing things up. And Missy's just like, "Wait, I don't understand." Like, Oleander could never do yeah, that. Like, we gotta get out of here now. And the vision of Becky is just—I love this because she is. She starts walking down the stairs, and then she's like floating through the the floorboards uh-huh. and coming all the way and. Missy tells Barlow to do something, and so he turns around, saying, well, she's kind of half a spirit. So I can control her, and then he gets his fucking bucket knocked off. Yep. And Missy's like, fuck, 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 go, go, go. Uh, Then she gets her arm blown off. Yeah. But don't worry, it comes back. It does come back, but still. It's great, um, yeah. Like, they get out of the house, and here out walks Becky, and she's just like, all right, you know, I'm not going to kill you today. Uh, I want to actually be there when you die so that I can actually see it in your face. But now you know I can find you. Yep. And, I, that, and that gun might keep you alive, but now you know that I can hurt you. Mm-hmm. And I can see it in your eyes. She's like, oh, so I'm uh, burning down your house because you're a cunt. Well, that too. But uh, she says, you're afraid. And I like that. You know, tells me you're smart. And Missy's like, I'm not scared of you. Like, you're just a kid. Uh, and then Becky's like, maybe, but this girl, you know, was there when your husband died and this girl just took you home from you. Uh, this girl will take a whole lot more before she's done. 
as she's like burning back away, the vision is, is going away. We get back to Becky and then she like pukes up a shit ton of blood uh, and then starts crying blood. So the gun itself is starting to take a toll on her. Yeah. Yeah, it's not great. Not great at all. Um, and as, you know, they, they get ready to, to, you know, go, go on, uh, go on the trail, move on, whatever, however, whatever the phrasing is. And they come across, uh, the voice of thunder, Johnny Depp. I think. No, that's, he says the voice of thunder has spoken. And uh, it is not time for you to have passed into the void. Oh, yet. talk about Drake because he is definitely feels like he's dying. Yeah, and and we get uh, Johnny Depp from uh, 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 Lone Ranger. There we go. I I would say I like that movie. The movie wasn't terrible. I never actually watched it. I just saw pictures. Um, I do like Johnny Depp. That was a fairly okay role for him. They should have probably not had him do that role. Uh, plus that was before the whole army hammer being a weird sex cannibal thing. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but we do have a, a, an epilogue and it is Missy Hume going to the, uh, the old woman who happens to be, uh, Miss General Hume's mom. Griselda. Yeah. And she is the uh, snake lady. The snake lady. So we saw a bunch of snakes grab Jessup at the very end of the last uh, trade. And yeah, he apparently is the new disciple. And um, yeah, it's I it definitely sounds like uh, his mom, General Hugh's mom, is is done with his bullshit. Yeah. And is going to be focusing all of her power. Because especially with Jessup, um, his hatred for Drake is going to be great. Yeah. Um, and I think, if I am correct, Abigail was the one that he killed. Abigail was Jessup's uh, sister. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was. You're right. So, um, I mean, I'm sure we'll get confirmation in yeah. later issues. But, yeah. Like, it's, uh, I'm liking it. It's doing good. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. These books are fantastic. I would not be against continuing on to maybe even try and finish up the run. But I know we have a lot more other things we want to cover. So, I, mean, I don't know. We've given them a pretty juicy taste of these for a little bit. Yeah, we've. Got, I mean, the whole month's worth. Yeah. So, uh, that being said, I think. Uh, yeah, we just go ahead and do our outros, I guess. Absolutely. So we are part of the Professional Casual Network. Uh, for as low as a dollar, you will get access to the Discord. But if you would like to give $3.01, you'll be part of the Booker tier, which is our good podcasting tier. Um, you don't, I mean, we haven't put out a lot yet. Actually, crap, I really need to get a hold of Tim. Um <laughs> Regardless, there's a ton of great stuff over at the Professional Casual Network. Bunch of good Patreon exclusive stuff. Um, but we also uh, have uh, social medias. Uh, over at Twitter, it's currently... <laughs> well, Twitter is... Fuck, man. Twitter is a Wait, mess is, right now. Is something going on again? Did I miss something? I think it's finally breaking. I'm not entirely sure. It was breaking the other day. 
uh, we were trying to do a group chat with, with my other podcast and just everything stopped. Like we could not talk for like an hour because they were updating the system and, uh, there's a bunch of new rules put in place. So I don't know We're we're, we are actually all looking to see maybe go somewhere else. But as of right now, as of the time of this recording, um, you can find us on Twitter at comic rundown. Uh, Instagram is still around, so you can find us over there, comic book rundown. And you can always email us, comicbookrundown at gmail.com. Rate and review us on Apple Podcast or your podcasting app of choice. Uh, if you do, we'll read it on an upcoming episode. Eventually. Uh, eventually. Eventually. Um, our music was done by Joe from Rick My Podcast, formerly from Rick My Podcast. Podcast, and formerly one half of the Sex Turtles. And our we've got merch over on Redbubble and Tee Public. Yeah. Uh, you can find me uh, good at this game on Instagram, uh, TikTok, uh, other places. Uh, add an R to the end of it, and that's what it is on um, Twitter. Yep, I'm gonna call it Tweeter. Uh, and um, yeah, that's so. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, check out all the other great shows here at the Professional Casual Network. Like what, Danny? I'll tell you, on Mondays, we've got the Lost Omens podcast, our Pathfinder 2E actual play, hosted by me, playing through the Extinction Curse AP. Also, streaming on twitch.tv slash professional casual network at 7 p.m. Eastern time, you can check out, oh yeah, the Power Phase, our Marvel Crisis Protocol live battle report show. On Tuesdays, the podcast version of, wait, did I roll a wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog is available. On Wednesdays, alternating releases on the Patreon, we have Settling the Southlands, our homebrew Wolfwarp actual play, and The Slithering, a Pathfinder second edition actual play. And on Thursdays, live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash professional casual network, we've got, wait, did I roll a wild, our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog. You can also check out back episodes of Elite Eight Showdown and the first 39 episodes of the Lost Omens podcast, the first 24 episodes of Settling the Southlands, and the first handful of episodes of The Slithering on the YouTube at youtube.com slash the professional casual.